the game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. Well, Raider Nation, we are back officially, and thank you for hanging out with us through the entire offseason and the start of training camp. It is time for the return of the fifth quarter, presented by Twitch. Eddie Pascal here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and joining me in uh, in our quest for the evening, after dark, I should say, is my man Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Q, you sound great. The beauty of the technology, man. Life is good for us right now. Yeah, life is great, man. I'm sitting in the booth that uh, Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy called the game tonight for Raider Nation to listen to and enjoy. So uh, this is great, man. Like you said, uh, the fifth quarter, and I'm sitting here in the actual booth. So I feel like I'm actually important, and I'm somebody. And, of course, I'm joined, I'm joining you, so I'm good to go. Oh, dude, you're always, you're always important. <laughs> you're always someone, man. Uh, Raiders win 27-11 to 11 tonight, uh, which is great on a variety of reasons. Will this be a game that goes down in the history books? Probably not, but that's okay. But before we get into all everything that we saw, on the field and I will say I feel like we learned a lot about this team tonight Q but before we uh, before we dive into that we had a weather delay yes. how is that possible in the middle or not even the middle the beginning of August Q we've waited six months for football and the football gets uh, football guy said I'm going to wait another 45 minutes. Right, exactly. I'm sitting in the press box, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing the sky is is gray, and I'm thinking, man, I got people texting me saying, I think there's about an hour of wiggle room before the rain starts coming, and as soon as I saw that hour, it was about three minutes later, and it started pouring, right? I mean, it was no hour at all. It was crazy. Uh, it just reminded me of the game a, a season ago at, uh, at SoFi Stadium where all of a sudden it was a weather delay indoors, you know, and it's just, it's like, come on, are you serious? What's, what's really going on here? But, uh, man, finally the game was uh, was was taking place and it was fun to see and fun to be a part of and yeah just um, now it's all dry everything's good of now. course it is of course it is <laughs> it, it is funny so uh marcus who you know very well me and marcus had to go to an event this evening at the m and we were sitting there uh and i was like oh my gosh we saw the weather weather delay came through i was texting you and i'm thinking to myself Please tell me they're going to get this game in. Please, please, please. There are so many right. people that made that trip to Ohio. We have to get this game in. And I will admit, man, they were doing all the uh, the weather report, you know, the sonar, the Doppler, yeah, all yeah. that. And I, I thought for about 10 minutes, I said, man, I think they're... I think there is a chance they're not going to be able to squeeze it in. Do, did you sense any of that kind of fear or apprehension in the stadium at all? Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and I, I actually heard that early in the day, right? I heard people saying that there's a chance that maybe this game's not going to get played. And I thought, nah, the game's going to get played, no doubt. But then uh, when I started seeing some lightning, and there was some lightning, you know, and it was pretty massive. And I know how it is once you see lightning. And I thought, oh, man, this is getting this is getting bad. It's getting worse before it gets better. And so uh, I was glad to see when they started to put a time on it, when they thought, okay, uh, this is when it's going to be cleared i thought okay that that's great but then i heard some guys in the in the uh in the press box saying well you know they could always do it tomorrow and i was like no oh, no they can't gosh. no they can't <laughs> so no no tomorrow <laughs> oh my goodness uh before we we get to the stuff on the field and like i said we, we have a lot to talk about in terms of what we saw between the hash marks tonight but uh could you just do me do me a solid and everyone that's listening kind of just Paint the, the picture for us. You know, it's it's so good to. I thought the NBC crew did a really nice job tonight of, of paying respects to all the uh, all the guys being enshrined in the Hall of Fame this weekend. But I mean, kind of just was like, what's the vibe in Canton this weekend? You know, especially as we kick things off tonight with the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, you know, the thing about it being in Canton, and this is my third time that I've uh, had the opportunity to be here, and it's a blessing each and every time. And I feel like you learn a little bit more each and every time. But what I always see is 
fans from all teams. You know, and of course, Raider Nation was loud and proud, and, you know, Jaguar fans were here as well. But just seeing people realize that football is back. And, yes, I know it's preseason. It's not – it doesn't count. It doesn't go in the win-loss record. But – just seeing football back and seeing the joy that it brings people is is awesome. You know, and I'm seeing people walk up and down the street and, you know, just getting their jerseys on and just fired up and, you know, yelling their favorite team. And like I said, Raider Nation was loud and proud. The other thing uh, that I really appreciate about being here is that the community here loves this event. Obviously, it's I mean, it's the biggest event that they have every single year. Every hotel is sold out. I mean, I think I'm probably about 45 minutes away from this uh, this place, uh, just where I'm staying. But it's just that it means so much to this community. You see uh, people parking cars on their lawns and, you know, making a little bit of money that way. And it's just like it's almost like the big fair came back to town. But it's even bigger because, well, it's the Hall of Fame and, and, and everything, all the greatness that comes with that. That's super cool, man. It, it kind of gives me and I've never been to the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is, is one of the few football things that I haven't been fortunate enough to go to yet. But it kind of gives me like that Lambo field type energy yes. you know what yes. i mean because yep. like and you and i have both been to lambo but when you're you're driving through a literal neighborhood right and then you turn right and there's lambo and to your point people are parking you know parking cars on their lawns and right. we got the churros and the hot dogs and they're yep. grilling brats and so i'm like that's the that's the kind of energy the kind of vibe that i get just from hearing people talk about canton that's exactly what it is you know and the other thing i thought was really cool about this week when i went to pick up my credentials the middle school that we went to to pick up our credentials at uh, you picked your middle schools at your credentials yes. up at a middle school yes and actually Actually, behind Tom Benson Stadium, there is a, a high school, you know, the, the actual where the media center is and Radio Row used to be. There wasn't even a Radio Row this year, but uh, where it was is inside the school. And then you walk through the school and you get into the stadium. So it's all really like I said, it's a it's a close, tight knit community. Right. And so when we went to the middle school to pick up our credentials, whose pictures were in, in the trophy case? Head coach Josh McDaniels, because he is from here. And so uh, he's been honored all week long. You see his, his picture up on the marquee here. Uh, you know, I, I talked to the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he was excited about having Canton's own return. And, you know, there's just so many storylines that go with that. So I thought that that was really cool and really special as well for head coach Josh McDaniels. I, I did notice your, your tweet earlier this week. I think it was yesterday. What are days at this point, Q? But uh, where you took a picture of uh, the McDaniels kind yeah. of, uh, you know, portion of the trophy case. Right. I couldn't help but notice that he didn't have any silver and black on in any day. Can we get my man an updated photo? Can we right. get Will Kiss to send a headshot over or something? Exactly. We got we got to make this up to date. Yeah, no, they got to definitely get it up to date. They did have him up to date on the marquee here. Okay, the good, Hall good. Of Fame at Tom Benson Stadium, but. In, in his defense, he was holding Lombardi trophies. So, uh, Fair enough. You know, so, Fair enough. So there's that. <laughs> you know, they're not going to give him a trophy tonight for winning the Hall of Fame game, Q? Come on, man. I'll work on that. I'll thank do you. that next. I got thank you. you. Thank you. I, kn- I, I knew if there was one man for the job, it was you. That's right. Uh, but shifting to what we saw on the field, right? Because, you know, obviously there's a the ton of stuff, ton of yep. pageantry. Uh, obviously this entire organization, very, very excited for Cliff and Richard Seymour to go into the Hall of Fame in just a few days' time. But in terms of what we saw on the field, the Silver and Black win 27-11, a very bizarre our score when all is said and done but I had some pretty major questions going into this game and I feel like I got some answers and one of the questions for me Q that we had as we got ready for kickoff tonight is I really wanted to see who took hold of that backup quarterback job yep. and I got to tell you brother from where I was sitting it looks like Jared Stidham is uh, is pretty uh 
I don't want to say in control, but it looks like he's feeling pretty good about where he's at right now. He's definitely the leader in the clubhouse. He looked like he was very much in control of the offense, and, and that's expected, right? I mean, a guy that came from Josh McDaniel's system in New England, so he already has a leg up because he knows it. Now, that doesn't mean that he's just going to get that job because he is familiar with it. He has to go out there and earn it, and I think tonight he took a, a, a step in the right direction to earning that, uh, you know, that job. And then even when we went into the locker room, who was the quarterback that we talked to? Jared Stidham. So, I mean, you know, just it kind of lets you know how comfortable he felt in the system, and they had some really good drives. Uh, even the drives that resulted in goals, you could just see that there was some, some good plays being made out there. So, uh, yeah, I think Jared Stidham definitely is the leader in the clubhouse right now for the backup quarterback position. And Stidham finishes his night tonight, 8 for 15 for 96 yards, and then one rush, uh, yeah. as I pull it up here, one rush for 12 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, look, an efficient day at, yeah. uh, at work for him tonight. Uh, and I think to your point, it just felt like, you know, he looked comfortable out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and look, Josh McDaniels isn't asking him to do anything crazy or, or to go five wide. But I will say, I will say, and, and credit to our, our very own Eric Allen. He was in the studio today and as we were watching the game. And he told me, uh, like, five minutes before the game starts, he goes, hey, I bet you they, I bet you whoever it was, and we didn't know if it was Stidham or Mullins at this point. He goes, I bet you whoever the quarterback is, he drops back and throws deep on the first play from scrimmage. I was like, all right, man, you're on. And what happened? <laughs> right. That's, and that's why you don't vote. That's why you don't go against the All-Pro, man. I was like, hey, right. good for you, EA. Good for you. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was, that was really cool. Uh, I felt like, you know, and it's, it's funny, I didn't say it out loud like Eric. Uh, I'm not saying that I, I thought that they were going to go deep, but in my mind, I'm thinking about Cliff Branch, and I've been talking about Cliff Branch on the radio show all week long, so I've been thinking about Cliff, and I'm kind of thinking, wouldn't it be great just to go ahead and spread it out, go deep, and uh, hit somebody on a, on a big, for a big bomb touchdown? Now, we, of course, it didn't happen like that, but the, you know, the ball did go deep, and or it was attempted to go deep, and Stidham got hit late, but uh, yeah, I thought that that was kind of cool. That it, that was was cool. it was cool. It was cool, and I, I hope someone at some point, and you know, obviously not, not today, but I hope someone asked McDaniel at some point was like was that kind of like the the ode to cliff you yeah. know what i mean i felt like it was yeah because i mean i think that one thing that josh has done such a good job of in the early goings of his tenure as a raider is he has a very already deep appreciation for the history of this place yeah and i think that it, it certainly wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was like yo that was yeah it was just kind of my nod to him on a special weekend for him and his family like that was that was us just kind of showing love to uh to the whiteout but uh when you look at guys that had really nice nights at the office tonight, Q, uh, who are the guys that come to mind for you? Well, you know, uh, in limited action, I thought Nate Hobbs did really well. Yeah. You know, I love seeing Nate Hobbs defensively out on the outside. You know, I talked to him about that in the locker room following the game as well. And I just think that, you know, he is probably one of the best defensive backs on the Raiders team and only a second-year guy. I think that he has the opportunity to be one of those Raider defensive backs that we talk about for a long time, right? I mean, this team, the history of this team and defensive backs, and I don't want to anoint him all of a sudden because it's only his second year, but he just looks the part. He sounds the part. He just, you know, it just seems like it's it's not a big deal to him. And, of course, it's a big deal because it's, it's an NFL game. And, uh, obviously, that you know, all these guys are out here competing. But it's just like the game's not too fast for him. So uh, seeing him outside like that, and I really think that he's a guy that's capable of shadowing the best wide receiver on any, any team. Yeah. I think, he, I think he could do that. Now, he's going to get beat. Everyone does. But – 
I think that he has the opportunity to do that. Yeah, and I think I'll be really interested to see as we get closer to week one. I mean, honestly, we probably won't know until week one. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see what Patrick Graham does with him on, on a regular basis. You know yeah. what I mean? Not like, yeah. hey, let's see what he's got for a series or, hey, let's give him this quarter on player X. But, like, really to figure out what his role for 2022 is. Because I'm, I'm with you, man, where at this point, just keep feeding him, keep feeding him, yep. and, and see when he gets full. You know what I mean? Like, he right. hasn't he hasn't shown yet that any moment has really been too big for him. So I'm, I'm of the mind, like, let the young fella see what, you know, it, yeah. it, let him work until he fails, essentially. Right, exactly. And again, I mean, just it's, it's, it's almost like nostalgic because, again, this organization has history of having great defensive backs, right? And if all of a sudden a guy like Nate Hobbs, who has, is a fifth-round pick, and all of a sudden he, you know, comes in with that chip on his shoulder that I don't think he'll ever let go, and that's part of who he is, which is great, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's what makes the, him the player that he is as well, just having that, that m- mindset that he has as a, as a young man and then growing up and, and being where he's at right now. I think he has the opportunity to do some really good things. Of course, he has to continue to, to work, 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 but I think he has an opportunity, man. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% there. And, and shifting back to the offensive side of the football for a second, I think one of the, you know, obviously the biggest questions of this team going into this year and certainly going into tonight was the state of the offensive line. And yeah. and. I'm not sure, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, at least from my point of view, I, I don't know if we learned a ton about that group to IQ. I mean, obviously, you, you have no Colton Miller for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, and so that shifts the entire alignment where you have Brandon Parker going over to left tackle, and you and I both know that Brandon Parker is not going to be the starting left right. tackle for this team. Yep. But to me, it felt like, yeah, there were moments of maybe like individual kind of uh, impressive feats, but as a group, I, I don't know if I learned a ton about them tonight. No, I don't think you did. I really don't. I think that there's guys out there that are trying to find their way. I think that they're trying to fit in on the on that offensive line, and, and that's what they have to continue to do. The good thing is they were going up against an opponent, so they're actually able to play offensive line. That's why I believe having four preseason games for the Raiders is going to be so important this upcoming or this this preseason uh, you know period, just because of that. You know they they need to try to gel. And there were some times where you thought, hey, that that was some really good blocking up front. And then there's other times like, yeah, they, they still need some work, and and that's okay. You know, it's okay to need work after the first preseason game. That's what they're supposed to do. So. Yeah, it's still a, a you know work in progress, but they're getting there, and uh, I think that at some point the the ones that are going to really step up and be that starting five offensive line. They'll, uh, they'll separate themselves pretty soon. Yeah, and, and big shout-out to our, our friend Jesse Merrick. He had this really good point that I saw on Twitter earlier that I, that I hadn't noticed, and he goes, uh, you know, Dylan Parham has taken snaps at all three inside positions tonight, regardless of it being the preseason against twos and threes. That's really impressive for a rookie in his first NFL action. I mean, he hit the ball out of the park there. I mean, I don't know if you see that type of versatility and that, you know, from a coaching staff to put a rookie in that position the right. first time out there. So, uh, obviously, big expectations for Dylan Parham going into 2022, but a, a nice start for him, I would have to say. I would think so. You know, I mean, we, we talk about getting comfortable at one position. This is a rookie that's getting comfortable at every position. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's, it's going to be tough to, to grow uh, really quickly in, in a certain role because, I mean, again, he's a rookie and he's taking a certain amount of reps and all that. But, uh, you know, if he can if he can master those three positions, you know, all the inside positions, then you've got that. You've got the guy that GM Dave Ziegler and head coach Josh McDaniels is looking for the versatile guys that get trained up on all the positions. That's exactly what they've been preaching since they've been with the Raiders organization. And that would be a great first step if Dylan Parham could be that guy. Yeah, and we, and we talk about kind of the, the good and the bad of the Raiders' offensive line tonight, yeah. Q. I mean, you look at the good, the Raiders ran for north of 150 yards. Right. The bad, their quarterbacks also got sacked five times. So I don't think anyone expects it 
to be perfect on night one, especially the Hall of Fame game. They're they're getting to work about a week or you know week before everyone else. But I think that's kind of the perfect way to to kind of take stock of where we are with the the big fellows up front right now. There are moments of really really good stuff, right. and then there's certainly a handful of moments where you're like, Ugh, that's not going to fly on September 11th. Right, exactly. So they just have to find their way. You know, they really do, and this is why they need to be out here putting in as much work as possible. And so when the offensive line came out to start the, you know, start the game, and the only one that wasn't uh, a guy, you know, Colt Miller was the only one that I expected not to be out there. The rest of the guys, I, I had a great feeling were going to be out there, and they were. And it's for this very reason. They've got to continue to work and grind and build that camaraderie as an offensive line. And, and, you know, whoever stands out and whoever they can, you know, get to be on the same page with each other is going to end up winning those jobs. I mean, he's not playing on the line, but one guy that stood out to me tonight, IQ, is, uh, is our pal Zamir White. Yeah. My goodness. I mean, I know it's just the first game of the preseason. I know that we are have a long way to go before playing meaningful football in September, but... Hey, if you're just in the in the business of checking boxes and making, you know, of seeing what you want out of these rookies, I mean, Zamir White checked them all tonight. No, he really did. It was fun to see Zeus out there, you know, and I'll tell you right now, man, this is a kid that loves ball. And the reason I call him a kid is in the locker room talking to him, he was just kind of almost like giddy and just laughing because he was just so excited about the game of football. I even asked him, I said, man, what, what does football mean to you? All you've been doing is smiling the whole time, you know, while he's talking to us. And he's just like, man. I just love ball. I just love ball. And he gets to the point where he's like, it's ball and horses. That's it. That's what I love. Wait, hang, hang on. 30, 30 second time, IQ. So like a, like a, <laughs> like a steed, like a, like a horse horse. Like a horse horse, like one of those things that you'd ride. Not me, but you. No, certainly, no, certainly not, Q. Certainly, you know me pretty well. I'm not getting on a horse. I'm I'm wearing some some pretty tight chinos tonight, brother. I ain't getting on a horse. I heard that. I heard that. Well, yeah, I'm is, not is that Zeus, guy. Is Zeus a country guy then? Yeah, He's gotta he is. Be. He said he has two horses. We learned that tonight. He has two horses, and so he said, hey, it's ball and horses. Ball and horses. And I'm telling you, if you could right. have seen the smile on his face, you'd understand what I'm saying. This guy, he loves to play, and so it was fun to see him uh, not only go out there and perform, but then have the reaction that he did after his first NFL game. Hey, you know what, man? We all got to find our joy, our joy somewhere, right? Yep. We all got to find our joy somewhere. I mean, if you think about him, man, he's had a, a pretty fantastic year, though, right? Wins a national championship, gets drafted, yep. is playing ball on, on the Hall of Fame game. Like, it, life is pretty good for Zamir White right now. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. I'm excited about what he can do, uh, you know, moving forward, because I think he's got some juice to him. 100%. And, and it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how Josh McDaniels for the next three games kind of shifts and, and uh, you know, kind of adjust the running back carries because yeah. he, he was asked tonight about Josh Jacobs playing those first couple of series. And I think he had a great answer. He goes, look, you know, you can't replicate running backs getting hit in practice. Right. He goes, I like the fact that our running backs all touch the ball in some form or fashion and they got hit. And, and so I think a lot will be made about Josh playing or Josh not playing. But like it's if you look at it from head coach from Josh McDaniel's point of view, it makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, no, it does. It really does. And I'll, I'll say this about Josh Jacobs, man. He has done everything the right way in my 100%. opinion. 100%. All, all, you know, ever since the, the season ended, coming up to uh, training camp, practice, mandatory minicamp, OTAs, whatever the case may be, the guy is out there. He's competing. He's competing in training camp. He was out here competing tonight in the game. And, I mean, he, you can see he was running with a sense of urgency. I mean, he really was. And it just seems like he really took a dedication to even getting himself in better shape than he's already in. And that's not a knock on Josh. I'm not saying he's ever not been in shape. But it just seems like he took, like, hey, I'm going to get in even better shape. And everyone has told him. He even told us. People say, hey, I look fat. 
faster. I look faster this year. He had some runs tonight where he looked really fast, right? And so uh, to see him out there competing and, and not saying, hey, wait, hold on, I'm Josh Jacobs. I don't need to be in the first preseason game and, and acting like he don't want to be there. I thought that that said a lot about who he is as a man as well as a football player. 100%. And you're not going to find a bigger Josh Jacobs supporter in this building than me, man. Like, I, I'm really, right. I'm really, fond, right of, I'm really yeah. fond of Josh off the field. I think he's a heck of a football player, uh, and I think he has a big 2022 in store for him. But uh, one question, one thing that kind of made me raise an eyebrow, an eyebrow cue, and look, we don't need to get too deep into it. Like, as a wise man once said, it ain't that serious. But <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about this, right? Early in the game, right, first quarter, yeah. uh, Raiders drive down the field, and they end up settling for a 32-yard field goal. Right. My man Daniel Carlson, who looks fantastic, by the way. Cash money. Pretty incredible this dude's knocking in 50-plus yarders in the rain in early, in early right. August. But I digress. My point is this. I, I wor- not worried, but I wondered a little bit why Coach McDaniels decided not to go for it on that fourth down. Because you know that the cash money man is good from 32. Right. Like, it just seemed like one of those, those, uh, those moments where you're like, okay, yeah, we could take the 30 or 2 yard field goal, or we could try something. I'm just kind of curious what your take on that was. You know, the only thing I could think of, and, and that's a good point that you bring up, is the fact that the, the ground was slick yeah. and, and it was a little bit wet out still at that point. So I'm thinking maybe he just wants to create an environment that he can't create in practice. Right. I mean, that's the only and that's that's what I feel like a lot of tonight was. He did things that uh, I, I looked at and I said, oh, that's you know, that's different or, or I didn't expect to see that. And I just feel like he's just setting up game time scenarios, uh, adversity that you can't create in practice and just kind of rolling with it to see how his guys respond. And uh, I think that all the even all the quarterbacks, they had moments where it was like they were under duress. And he even mentioned that after the game. He's like, hey, they, they were all under duress and I can't duplicate that in practice. So it was good for them to get that. So that's really all I could think of. He hit the, the 32 yarder. And then, like you said, 50 plus yards. Uh, I think that that's just kind of you know, getting them out to speed and getting them in the midseason form, which it seems like he's already there. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, that makes perfect sense, right? And I just needed to talk it through, man. I needed <laughs> I needed to do the exercise. And part of me feels bad because you know how much I love my special teams, how much right. I love my field goals and my punts. But uh, part of me was like, well, we got four games. Just yeah, let's go for it. But yeah. obviously it ended up working out for the Raiders tonight and everyone's flying home happy. Um, before we shift to the kind of the Hall of Fame coverage, Q, because I know that you and our pals at 920 have a lot of awesome stuff coming down the pipeline the next couple of days. Uh, I'm curious for your take being in that building tonight. Uh, to me, watching on TV, it looked like Darius Phillips was active around the ball. Yeah. Uh, a dude that I thought has had a really kind of nice start to training camp. And it was good to see him kind of keep that momentum flowing tonight. It was, and I think that a lot of guys defensively were really flying around to the ball. I feel like that they kind of knew their assignments and maybe even picked up on them a little bit sooner than I expected them to, you know. And and look again, it's a, it's I have to keep saying it's just the first hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep, I don't yep, want to yep. overreact and act like you know, hey, this is going to be a, a a lights out defense. But I'll say this, man, they look comfortable in, in understanding Patrick Graham's defense, and they were all flying around to the ball. And you know, the one thing I'll say is. Uh, I thought that Josh McDaniel should have uh, challenged the first turnover that it looked like that the Raiders created, and they end up saying that he, uh, the the runner was down by contact. From my point of view, it looked like you know it looked like it was a turnover, so I was like, hey, throw the throw the challenge flag. He didn't, so I said, okay, well that's fine. The Raiders end up getting the ball eventually, and then when he did throw the challenge flag, I was like, oh no. Oh, that's 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 not a catch. That's not a catch. T. Billy, your guy T. Billy. Oh my goodness, up, the legend of T. Billy. The legend of T. Billy. He comes up with the catch and it gets reversed. So uh, I told I told the GM Dave Ziegler. I said he asked me, Q, is it a catch or not? And I said, Nah, it's not a catch. He said, Okay. And then he looked at me and said, Well, I guess you're 0 for one. <laughs> and I said, Yep, it's preseason. It's hey, it's preseason. preseason. Hey, it's so preseason. Preseason for everyone, Dave. Yep. We're all getting warm. <laughs> we're all getting warm. We're all getting. Uh, we're all limbering up. We're stretching. Exactly. We're getting ready for September 11th, week one. Yep. Uh, but uh, look, at the end of the day. I think most importantly, Q, 
no one got hurt in this game. I think yep. that is the biggest takeaway from right. everything that we saw tonight. Yes, we had a nice after, excuse me, evening by the time we played the game yeah. from Jared Stidham. Uh, to your to our point earlier, I don't know if we learned a ton about the offensive line. The defense kind of checked the box. Obviously, no Derek, no Devontae, no Max, no Waller for incredibly valid reasons. Uh, but it, it to me, it was like, hey, everyone's healthy. That's the most important thing. And the cherry on top. The silver and black won a football game for the first time in a couple months. Right, exactly. You know, and, and again, I thought it was really special that they won this game for Josh McDaniels. You know, I mean, for him coming back home and being in this, uh, you know, the same stadium that his dad walked the sidelines and, you know, he was able to be there. And it's just something special when you're able to do something that your pops did. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're the guy. And, and again, in your own hometown, I mean, it's just you kind of root for those scenarios, right? And so I, I could tell after the game when he talked to us uh, in the media room, he just – you could see that, you know, even though he didn't have the, a big, huge smile, you could tell that it meant something to him. So I thought that that was pretty special as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I know it's just a preseason game, but you can't t- tell me that he was not thinking about winning this game when right. we were, when he was flying in from Las Vegas, exactly. right? I mean, you exactly. got that's to your point, everything you said, a special, a special place for him, a special di- night for him and his family. So big shout out to Josh, and uh, and I hope he enjoys this one a little bit on the flight home. But Q. The reason you guys are out there, obviously the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame. So uh, what do you and the 920 pals have cooking over the next couple days? I know it's going to be an incredibly packed week slash weekend for everyone. So uh, keep the people informed. What do we got? Yeah, just wall-to-wall Hall of Fame coverage. You know, we've talked to many players in uh, that are already in the Hall of Fame, like Mike Haynes, you know, talked to him today, talked all things Cliff Branch. We've just been covering Cliff Branch every single different direction we can, right? From everyone that knows him, I believe that I'm going to have his nephew on my show, Zachariah, who's a USC commit. I believe he's going to be part of the show. I mean, just all kinds of coverage when it comes to Cliff Branch. There's a lot of great beat writers that have written some great stories on Cliff, and the fact that he had to wait so long to get into the Hall, but what he meant to the game of football and just kind of how he uh, helped, you know, change the style that, that, that the way that the game is played today, he was already doing that, you know, and no one really even knew what style that was back then. And so uh, there's been so many great conversations and great stories behind Cliff Branch. And we're going to do that uh, each and every day. And then on Saturday, Enshrinement Saturday, normally the Enshrinement ceremony is at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. This year, it's at noon Eastern Standard Time. So back in Las Vegas, it's going to be at 9 a.m. So what we're doing at Raider Nation Radio 920 is we're going to have a special Cliff Branch show Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. leading into the into the presentation and the enshrinement ceremony. And, of course, we'll be here uh, near the stage taking a bunch of pictures, seeing his family, seeing Mark Davis, uh, you know, being – uh, talking about his best friend. I mean, I, I'm just I'm getting excited for him, and I'm not even you know what I mean like I'm not even going on stage, but I'm getting excited because I just know how special it's going to be for Raider Nation and especially for Mr. D. Mark Davis. Yeah, and it's I mean look, it's it's a big day for this entire organization. We we've been talking about it for the past however many months since we found out Cliff was going in, uh, and it's going to be really exciting, right? Yeah. It's it's a day of celebration. It's a day that's unfortunately coming a little too late, but all nevertheless a day that deserves to be celebrated. Uh, Cliff and his family certainly deserve to be celebrated, and uh, and I know you, I know. You you and our friends at 920 are going to do a fantastic job. And Q, if you want to listen to any of your shows or JT or the morning show or whatever it may be, you know, you can listen to that in the Raiders app. Yes. So make sure you're locking in with uh, with Q and the, and the pals over the next 48 hours for uh, for all things Hall of Fame. And uh, and really every day, Monday to Friday, now that we're in the thick of football season, <laughs> hang out with us in the Raiders app. Well, Q, man, I appreciate you staying up late with us. What time is it right now in uh, in Canton? It's definitely 1 a.m. You didn't have to Oh, God. Oh. 
God. Well, hey, man, you were. Uh, it was so good to talk to you. Uh, good luck the rest of the way in Canada. Safe flight home. Uh, when are you coming back? Sunday? Sunday, Sunday yeah. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> well, hey, man, I know you got a lot to do in between now and then, so we appreciate you hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, man, keep kicking ass, and we're excited to see everything that you got, uh, you got coming down the pipeline. So, actually, speaking of things coming down the pipeline, few days off now for the Raiders, and then we are getting ready for the home opener preseason yeah. game queue. Is that next Sunday, I believe, the 14th? Yeah, next Sunday, yep. How exactly. about that? Well, hey, yeah, buddy. it's going to be a great time. We cannot wait. Uh, we will see you on the fifth quarter then. So in the meantime, this is Eddie Pascal uh, for Q Myers, my man Ray back in the booth, and everyone in the control room, thank you for hanging out with us, and we will catch you guys next week for our second uh, preseason. Yes. Yes, Ray? Preseason. Who knows? <laughs> our second preseason edition of the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. Thank you for listening to the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. Make sure to download the Raiders mobile app and we'll see you next week.